Oh, I was going to say I was waiting for the three, two, one, but it wasn't doing it. No, it didn't. Oh, well, hell, I missed it. Well, three, two, one. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. Hello, Chris. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, man, I'm doing really well. How about you? Oh, excellent. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's late in the day, and I, uh, I, I am not enjoying a nice, cool adult beverage as you are. You truly are yes. having a, peer, a beer. Yes, I was hoping that you would have a beer, but I figured you wouldn't, yeah. even though you I'm knew you still, were coming I'm to Peers Over Beers. Hours. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody has to know that. I mean, you're <laughs> exactly, no <laughs> and you're, 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 you're definitely uh, in a different time zone, so it's all right. Yeah, for me, it's fine. You know, So I'm drinking a – it's called Two-Hearted Ale. Uh, I guess it's an American IPA. It doesn't – probably tells me somewhere where it's uh, made, but – it's a Bell's company or something. So oh, I don't know. Bell's. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Someone's going to kill me that I don't know this, but I, I want to say Bell's is uh, like Michigan or something like that. I don't know why that comes to my head. Michigan. Yeah. I could be I'll wrong. Have to, I'll, I'll have to, to Google that later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now I feel like I have to do it uh, in real time. Anyway, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Okay. Yeah. It is in Michigan. Yeah. Um, all right. So we were just about ready to talk about something very interesting that happened to you whilst you were, I think, having an all hands meeting about community at uh, Realtio, right? Realtio. Yeah, that's right. You said it right. That's awesome. Really? Oh, see, I just corrected what I thought I said it right. So, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's so funny. So um, we had an all hands meeting meaning just the whole company meeting Monday through Thursday for four to five hours every single day to kind of go over the product roadmap to the vision and everything else. And on Monday, so today's Friday, but on Monday, I had the opportunity to present for an hour uh, uh, to the entire company. I think two or 300 people were on there. I don't remember, but um, about community. And it's funny because I knew it, 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 it always happens is that there's tons of questions at the end. Um, I mean, a lot of questions. Yeah, everybody's quiet Always. until somebody says, until something breaks. Well, what I did, well, yeah, mm. well, there, it's, it's crazy because people want to know all about community. They, they don't, they, they kind of get it, but they want to understand who's moderating what, who's going to help, who's going to do this, what does this even mean, what's the strategy? I mean, there's all kinds of great questions, you know, from people within the organization. At the end of the day, it's about me trying to get them to help me build it, you know? And so that's really the message is, is so basically I, I had an hour and I only spent 30 minutes or less on content, you know, just, Hey, this is, um, this is the vision of the company. This is community. This is how community relates to the vision and, and, and goes well with the vision of the company. Um, and then here's, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the goal of community, what we're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. and what's, and, and then I had a slide actually of nine questions uh, from people before the, so I already had this only nine questions from the audience or not even the audience, but um, beforehand. So beforehand there was an email that went out. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask how you did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, email went an email out. went out and said, Hey, these are the sessions. Uh, and they made people ask a question around community. So what are some of your questions? I got several of them, but I only put nine of the 
I don't know, uh, 20 or 30 questions that were asked. But so what I did was, so there's 30 minutes left or more. And I answered every one of those questions. Um, and then, then there was tons more in the chat. Cause I, then I had like, I think I answered those in 10 or 12 minutes, but then there was question after question, after question, after question, after question. And I was like, Oh my God, I was so tired afterwards. Really? But it was awesome. It was like, people loved it, you know? And so, um, what I thought what, we would what, do. What do you think they loved about it? Well, they're excited because their customers and their partners for Arelteo have been asking for community for a long time. Okay. And yeah. Okay. That's why I was curious about the one. And then two is they're excited that they have somebody full time to actually do this. Oh, that's you know, great. And three is they're excited that I know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do anyways. No, I do. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you have, you, have, you definitely have some experience on your belt. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I think there's just excitement, and and you know, I I feel like that's one of my strengths is getting people pumped and excited, and and actually doing mm. some stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely your wheelhouse. And so that's that's that, you know. I mean, uh, so I thought today we would just bring up those questions. Uh, maybe I give you five, and depending on how long this goes, but and uh, you give me five. I know you're looking at some now. And 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 maybe I'll relate it to the bank if I if all possible, and you can relate it to B two B. I mean, I I sent you the questions beforehand, and I related it all to B two B SaaS. So you know, but but I don't know. What do you think? No, I think it's good. I like it. Oh, you know, maybe okay. we can even do just one question, and I can have my view, and you can have your view. Uh, I like it. Let's try it that way. Yeah. Um, in fact, do you have it up? I do. Uh, yeah. The questions that is. Um, do you want to read the first one? Yeah, so let's go with the first one, and I'll have you answer this question, and and then you know maybe I'll answer it. Uh, so, in a branded community, who are the experts that contribute, or purely rely, or should they purely rely on everybody to contribute uh, their fair share of content or answers to questions? Yeah, so this is interesting. I think we almost had a discussion about this. So I'll tell you my take, yeah. if you don't mind, and then. I'm curious to see how you answered. Hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. this is where I go into my discussion about what it takes to start a community and how content gets developed, the time it takes for us to go up front and have to develop that, and then we'll get people to come attract. And then eventually over time, you'll see the inflection point of contributions outside versus contributions inside, right? Then that kind of goes. So my upfront would be, hey, you know, at the beginning of this, yes, we are going to be the experts. We're the one that's going to be providing all that upfront content, there'll be an effort that allow us to do this. But the value that will pay for us long term is a vibrant community in which you'll have increased loyalty, increased customer satisfaction, self-service help, rabbit fans that are going to be answering our probably questions faster than we can, right? And that's a, a value uh, that can be monetized, not monetized, but you can actually quantify this in savings to the company. No, it's a good answer. And the way I kind of described it was, um, I will need your help. Uh, and and the reason I'll need your help is because it's kind of like this. Realtio will have to push content out, answer questions. When customers and partners come to ask a question, you know, they 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 expect an answer and they expect one somewhat quickly. Hmm. You know, nobody wants to go to a party that no one's at. It's the same thing. If people post a question customers and partners post a question then and there's no answer you know that's that's a problem they want to leave and they won't come back now 
in the beginning, I have my hands up. And so I, I, by the way, we have a YouTube channel, Michael. You probably don't even know it, but it's called Peers Over Beers YouTube. But I put my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny and it hurts all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a little jab. It's not really a jab. It's just like Michael does it. Oh, He's it's like, oh, okay, uh, cool. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> the way I kind of look at it is, you know, Realtio will have to push content out at first. We'll have to answer questions that customers come, you know, when they come and ask. And 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 at first, what it does is, you know, customers and partners don't they don't trust at first. It takes time. You know, they want to make sure that there's they're getting answers. They want to make sure that this is trusting. They want to make sure that they can rely on this thing. And over time, what happens is Realtio will do less of the answering of the questions and uh uh Customers and partners will come and then start answering those things as they trust, as they're recognized, as maybe they're rewarded at some with badges and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think so. So the answer is yes. You will have to do. We'll have to do all of our fair share, but mostly Realtio will have to answer those questions uh, in the beginning, and then you know uh, customers and partners will then trust. So kind of how I would answer that. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question because it said the word. Uh, I think at the first part of the sentence it says. Who are the experts to contribute? In your in your past uh, view, or in your past recent in your recent um, uh, company you just left, and now did you have a badge that would note these as employees or experts in some way? Yeah, that, it's a good point. Yeah, I did. I it would say employees. So in the beginning, what I did was. I created these expert badges that said specifically what they were ex- experts in. Mm. But it didn't really work out. It didn't really help. But what did help was it did say employee or uh, impervian or something like that. Mm. We'll, we'll have employee badges. So that will help uh, do that. And then I was thinking about partner badges for Reltio and, and you know, to identify who the partners are mm-hmm. versus the customers versus, you know, something like that. Yeah, I've always, well, you know, my my view about that, right? Uh, identifying population segments helps one either gauge the response in its trust, if that makes sense. So if I see an employee time in and I see it's part of their, we'll call it badge, that they're an expert in XYZ technology, then I'm probably going to have a higher value of that answer or the discussion point. But you know what? Your partners have the same value too, right? They have integration um, expertise, uh, market expertise. You know, so there's always right. some value in the. Oh, it's huge, man! I've, I've been talking to some of our partners, like Deloitte and some others that Accenture. Uh, uh, I'll be talking to next week. To you know, so let, let's. This is funny because you, you'll you'll laugh at me. You remember that um, presentation that we did about. Uh, at, at Rexel around suppliers and you know, kind of activate and be a partner and mm-hmm. just kind of like three oh, yeah, levels. I that. Yeah, good one. Yeah, so that's exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that. And I was like, that's no, exactly- no, no, you leveraged and probably took a lot of the ideas, right? Yeah, it's the same same thing. <laughs> Look, you know, there's no reason to recreate something that doesn't need to be recreated. No, I you know, agree. It, it's it's your knowledge that came into it. It's the same. It's the same thesis. It's the same mm-hmm. thought process. Uh, why you want to? I presented that today, Michael. Is you know when I was talking to a partner, I said, "Hey, look, 
there's different ways you can engage. One is by one creating an account, you know, kind of look at what's being um, posted, and feel free to kind of go in there and um, you know reply if you'd like, or even ask a question because maybe you don't know everything. Because I remember at Imperva, you did have partners asking questions and customers answering those partner questions, and then partners answering customers, and then employees answering partners, and employees answering. It was crazy. It was awesome. Um, but then there was like three levels for partners, and at the, I wanted to try to get. I kind of presented that today and said, hey, look, um, the last level is what I call partnership, you know, and, and the way that works with us could be, uh, and I wanted to see their response and they, were, they seem to be interested, but is, is, you know, I can give you face-to-face or online training, you know, where you have training with me directly uh, to help you understand how to post a blog, how to post a um you know, question, whatever, whatever you need to do. And, and if you were to do that and you were to commit like once a month to post a blog or a how-to video, or if you're, if you do a um, webinar on going deep into the product and how to do certain things and having it live and bringing our customers and other partners in, you know, we'll put a badge on your, um, on your profile that says, you know, platinum partner, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but and they seem very interested. They're like, "Hey, we have forty or fifty people that do these things at Deloitte." You know, and I was like, oh. no, "I mean, that, I mean, the, the Deloitte should know that this is kind of a standard practice." Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it 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 can be very valuable if done right, and it and it really does depend on the um, on the partner. You know, I was going to mention that if so, Deloitte would be out outside of this scope of the, what I'm going to say, but uh, we had. When I was at TI, Texas Instruments, we had all types of partners. We had very small, very small, yep. like yep. a guy and his, you know, two engineers in the back, right? Uh, developing products that are third-party products, but very robust, sought after, but uh, small companies yep. versus these huge companies, right? So in the small companies where they didn't have a marketing team, a department or whatever, and they were so involved in their business model was really wrapped around the company, we would say, hey, would you like to moderate your own community in, in, a, in a way? Be, because they don't have the resources, but we do. And that was good for us because it allowed us to, you know, have their space on our space. We would, you know, they would be a contributor and it was it was a pretty good deal. I don't know if it's still there doing that anymore, but it was pretty good uh, little venture for a while. So they'd have their own space, and yeah. So there might- was a couple ways we would engage. We would uh, first, I think, in the way we did that PowerPoint presentation, one was like you, there's ways ways to engage. Yeah, that's one right. of the ones that we didn't do, which was I can create a separate community just on your company, and that community you would manage, moderate it, whatever you want to do. Love it, um, and it would allow you to be an expert of your product on our space and of course we would share content we would it would be able to uh tag each other hey this has been discussed but it's on the so-and-so side or so-and-so side of the community whatever that may be and it would allow them to have a space and so there's a win-win right one is for them this is a overhead that they don't have to yeah cost out right they just need people and that's what you need is content then they get the benefit of the SEO too because you have a two-link validation. And then 
for us, so from a company's perspective, it's just more content leading to the site and more help, you know? Uh, it's probably the best value. podcast I've ever heard so far. <laughs> <laughs> I should totally, I should totally subscribe. <laughs> yeah. I'm subscribing to this one because <laughs> this is awesome. well, okay. I like that idea of having um, potentially partners or even customers or uh, to be able to have their own community uh, through me. So the cool thing about that is like I own or I own, I use higher logic as a platform, right? So the cool thing is, is I also have what they call um, different sites. So I can, I have 25 different uh, sites that I can, I can, so I have a higher logic community dot com, but I have micro sites that I can build and, and, and make the look and feel different and everything else. And so if I wanted to create a, I don't know, a banking community site, you know, like community dot, whatever your bank is, TFTU or whatever it is, dot mm. com. I could have it, you know, and you can manage your community there. Yep. Uh, it could still be all things master data. Man- Anyways, the point is, is there's opportunity there, right? To, to really think about how we might do stuff like that. Yep. So you would create essentially a group or whatever. You can customize a group. I forget what the parlance is probably in higher logic, but yeah, you can create micro communities. Well, there's two different, there's two different ways to do it. Probably more, but one is on the main community of community.relto.com. You can create multiple, many communities, private, public, whatever, but you can also create a microsite that looks and feels differently. That's a different URL and everything else. It's exactly what we did at uh, Rexel when you, but they didn't have the microsites for free at, for intelligent. Right. So, you know, we just had to, Jeff had to do some crazy weird things to do like a, you know, uh, yeah, friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah. So Rexel dot or community dot, I don't know, Rexel USA or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But, and then, you know, the, the DE site and the whatever, but this just comes with it. You can make it look, you know, different anyways. All right. So I think we, that, that's a, I really like that. That was a great conversation around that. Let's do one more since yeah, yeah, we're only yeah. we're 20 minutes well, into I'll, this. I'll read this one. So it says, uh, what is the plan to open up community for customers currently in implementation to see progress and status updates? Chris, take it away. Yeah, so what that means, so the question didn't make complete sense, but what it, what they mean is, so for customers that had our product – that has our product that's in the stages of implementation, you know, what is the the role of community? Basically, can they join? Can they not join? And my answer to that is... Ah, okay. Got it. So, okay. So the answer to that was pretty easy because we have an open community and anybody can join, right? So um, partners, potential customers and customers can join or potential uh, partners can join the community and employees. Mm-hmm. Um and so now there'll be some moderation and things like that, but um, they can join before and take advantage of starting to connect to peers. I don't care where they are within the life cycle of uh, engagement with Reltio. I just will allow them to come in and either surf or start adding you know, content if they'd like, and, and, the, and they can start engaging right away. That was the answer to that. That's pretty easy. Well, it's a very interesting question because in my head, my brain started to 
do all sorts of things. You you mentioned it, which was customer lifecycle. If there was a way to match your customers' needs based on their lifecycle, the community could be pretty powerful. For example, um, if if you're in this this implementation stage, the questions you're going to ask are going to be, going to be different. So maybe as part of your profile build or something, uh, you can tell the stage that you're in, I'm in implementation, and then it'll surface different types of discussions. Like, you know, how do you, you know, how do you do a rollout plan? What's your communication plan? How do you, you know, what are the top 10 things uh, IT needs to know about this? What's your, um, uh, you know, yeah, migration. I think I said migration plan. But so that's different from, say, run and maintenance, you know, long term, uh, which will be different things uh, versus like uh, upgrades. Like if you're moving up. Um, moving up uh, a version. Yeah, if you're upgrading the version and things like that. It would be interesting to see these phases in some of your customers, then you can help customize it. Even on the pre-sale, you can, it could be a sales tool uh, yeah. as part of somebody going out there. You know, we have one of the most vibrant communities out there, you know, gets your customers. You can actually join now and participate in the, you know, the, you know, the, I don't know, we'll call it the Realtio, um users group so you can see the conversations that are going on you know that kind of fun yeah that uh, this is great man this is like i said one of the best uh, podcasts we've done so far <laughs> Everybody again we've only got the two questions so i know well you know kind of we did when i was at ti we did something again something kind of similar uh where we would use uh your design and cycle design and cycle is how an engineer evaluates first searches for evaluates designs you in that's a big thing because it means you they put your chip in a design that they're doing and then production and each of those has different needs so when you were in the oh and one more piece was software was becoming a big deal so software was a big piece so when customers were evaluating our devices the software engineers were in the software forums listening and reading and understanding because that was part of their evaluation process. So in other words, yes, it's robust. The questions are pretty well answered. Um, there was a good warm feeling that, you know, that they had some resources and experts as part of it. So they knew if they chose, they could, they would feel comfortable in, in doing this, those things. So the software community became part of the design and cycle of a chip because the software was such a big deal. And dependent upon the role you played, if you were a hardware engineer or a software engineer, allowed you to have different slices of the community. Hmm. So it was it was interesting. So in other words, it was personalized in some way. Yeah, the personalization is, is uh, very interesting. I, I like that. Um, yeah. And there's opportunity to do that. Because you could, you could put on kind of the registration process of where are you in the life cycle of, your engagement with Reltio, you know, and then maybe have a drop down that says one, two, three. I don't know, whatever it is, but um, oh, I mean, if you depending on how you design it, your single sign-on should be able to do it, right? So it could take some data from your CRM and say, you know, whether your existing client, whether you have a, um, if there's some stage, you know, maybe you're like, uh, we used to call them, I, uh, we had this thing where. 
you know, we all striate our customers, right? Small to big. And we would call them Hicks, Bix, and Six. So they're all important customers, but some are very important customers. <laughs> and some are- Depending on spend. Yeah. And some are small, important customers. But at the end of the day, they're all important customers, right? So right. You, we would kind of use that striation to help how we want to, and it sounds bad, but it's just about, it's about uh, division of resources, right? So if you were- didn't buy into say the software support or didn't buy into some of these kind of higher end software support or support uh, modules that would come into the community yeah. and community would now be your primary way of doing self-support, right? So it, it helped. So then and what we would do is, okay, we have to service more information. They don't have somebody to talk to. Let's get them more involved. They became important to us. Does that make sense on the community side? Because it allows at least they can get their help through the community side. There's a bunch of stuff you can do just by pulling in some information. That's good. We have time. Let's do one more question, Michael. All right. Because let's see. Here. I know we're 25 minutes, but it's okay. Oh, but I think the next one is going to be a big one. It says, "Yeah, how can we?" Oh wait, oh yeah, how can we help drive engagement in the community? It's a big one. Maybe we should do that on another <laughs> okay, uh, podcast. Maybe there's another one. Hold on. Uh, let me see. How do customer numbers? Uh, uh, oh. Well, we could probably do this one. How does the brand gain brand awareness with communities? I like that it's one. It's kind of a short, it could be a short answer or a long answer. I'm going to let you answer that. I'm very curious to know. I've got my thoughts, but let's, well, you do first. Yeah. So I have very good data about how a community can actually increase one's brand value mm-hmm. and brand awareness, right? So on the brand awareness side, I'll cover that first. It's about reach. And there are many moments in which a customer can be looking for your product at various moments in their cycle. It could be in the pre-sale, sale, or even on the post-sale process. In any way, the first thing you do when you have a question, you're going to go to Google. And you're going to just put it in. So as Google calls it, ZMOT, which is the zero moment of truth. That is your moment of truth in which you get to be the one with the answer. Now, you know, I've heard this. I've said this phrase before, right? Uh, He or she who answers first wins. And your ability to climb at the very top and be that person to help uh, is the beginning of that trust cycle. And if you click on it and you're the one with the answer, realty or realty, realty it's like, wow, this brand is, this company constantly comes up and they're answering my question. And, and if you're, and you're on the pre-sale side, even on the, on the backside, that loyalty curve to kind of come back in, they're always answering my questions. They're always um, knowledgeful. Their employees are experts. They have a good handle of the content. They are they are definitely uh, uh, quick to answer. That all creates goodness. That's a very goodness thing, and that only increases one's brand value. I'm sorry, uh, uh, brand value. Uh, the awareness side is on the Google side. I will. I have data that shows that a a a a community that is well run, very well. Um, received as ways to measure those high NPS scores uh, actually increases the value of the community as that's a valuable dollar figure. You can put a dollar figure around that. Um, a study that I did when I was over at uh, at Freescale, we did something like that. Um, so no, I can tell you that it does increase brand value and awareness. Yeah, I, I somewhat similar. Now I don't give such an elegant response, but you know, my response to that is, is that, you know, 
today, whenever you, you know, if we kind of look at Reltio, um, I've said this a lot, maybe I said this at the beginning, but when customers, partners, whoever, you know, searches for you on Google, for example, because 92% of people look at Google to for answers unless you're in China, um, and they don't find, <laughs> I think they have something else, but, and they, and they, look for your product or have something around master data management or your area and we don't come up, guess what? We lose. We should have the answer to every single product question that they, that customers, or at least something close to that question and should have an answer to it when they search digitally because mm-hmm. 92% of people search uh, on Google. Not They don't, the last thing they want to do is create a case. The last thing they want to do is, you know, the point is, is it comes up master data management or, you know, whatever that topic is that, you know, a, a company focuses in on community talks about that thing a lot. And so we should be on the first page of Google every single time when, especially if we have a, a customer has a question about our product, you know, and, and if we don't, we lose. And if we do, then we don't win. It's just expected, you know, and (laughs) just to kind of go into what you said is over time, there's that trust factor. It's kind of what I mentioned earlier is, you know, when customers don't just engage right off, they don't do a bunch of things. I mean, it takes time to really build a community, but once that's humming along, you know, and, and, you know, when, when they do that search and, and they're looking every time you have that answer, every time, you come up, it's like, wow, you know, Reltio is like always coming up on master data management, anything, you know, and and so they're going to go into your community. They might even join. They might even, you know, kind of look around and eventually maybe they'll, you know, contribute, you know, and and so I agree. Yeah, and so I know we're kind of cutting it's long okay. on, on this one, but this brings up the whole idea of um, share of voice, SOV, right? Share of voice. So within your market space. Um, you can physically measure this on Google where you can take your competitors and yourself and show how much either the search of your percentage of searches on any particular amount of words or even your brand and see how much of that comes to you. And that's your share of voice, right? Hmm. And and the only way you can increase your share of voice, and by the way, share of voice is pretty much market, split, market, pace, market space, which is what you just mentioned, which is if I'm bringing an MDM and your competitors always... 75% of the voice, 75% of the time, your competitor is going to be the one who's going to get that click. Yeah. So yeah. our your ability, our ability to drive that share of voice higher, which is the equivalent of what our mentor used to say, shelf space in the old school walking in. You want to be eye level shelf space. Hmm. And there's two ways to do it. One is to drive to first page, one, two, or three. And then to have a catalog, which is your share of voice. In other words, it's with the percentage of the number of, of searches that are being done that you fall for, that you fall into should be high. So those are kind of some, that's a brand awareness tactic. That's great stuff. Yeah, that is good, man. Yeah. That was really good. I, okay. I really like this episode, Michael. <laughs> we have literally like, you know, 50 more, or I say 50. 15 more questions we could ask. So. Yeah, we have a, yeah, there's a few podcasts and these questions. That's awesome. Why not? Well, with that, how about we just end this one and we'll carry on to the next one. And uh, 
Thank you very much, Chris, for another great podcast. This is uh, one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. All right. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you later. All right.